are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We've got UNC versus Miami. We are just going to go through a couple things, right? We've got to first acknowledge the fact that we've got some players up for some prestigious awards. That's always exciting. More importantly, though, we got to hear from Mac Brown and his midweek presser. What is he thinking about? his team facing another top 10 opponent and then we've got to go look at our opponent right it's all about knowing who you're going up against and I think that while Miami does have a solid team this year there are some flaws so let's talk about that today right both offensively and defensively I think that we can have that conversation we're going to throw some things out there and I've got some special news when it comes to UNC basketball that I can't wait to drop on you guys so let's jump right into it shall we I hope you guys are having a fantastic Thursday we're almost to Friday, y'all. We're almost to Saturday, which means we're almost to game day for both Carolina football and basketball, which is always exciting, right? We have two teams going head-to-head against some formidable opponents, in my opinion, and I'm just really pumped again to have Carolina sports thriving, right? So let's first talk about these North Carolina football players who are up for some really prestigious awards. North Carolina standouts, Deami Brown, Sam Howell, Chasserat, and Javante Williams were named semifinalists for some of college football's highest honors on Monday. Diami, a junior wide receiver from Charlotte, has landed on the list for the 2020 Beletnikov Award. Beletnikov. We're going to go with Beletnikov because I like that. I like that. I like that. Given annually to the season's outstanding FBS receiver. Sam Howell landed on two lists. The Maxwell Award, the best all-around player in college football, and the Davey O'Brien Award, nation's best college quarterback. So shout out to Sam for obviously, for obvious reasons, he should be on those lists. He's had a great season thus far. Chaz Surratt has been selected among 24 semifinalists for the Lot Impact Trophy, which honors college football's defensive best in character and performance. Surratt, who is also a semifinalist for the Butt Kiss Award, leads the Tar Heels with 81 tackles and six sacks. Now, Javante, my guy, feed Javante every game, period. He has burst onto the college landscape, and he is up for the Doak Walker Award and joins Howell on the Maxwell Award list. So shout out to those guys who honestly, deservedly so, have been great for Carolina. I'm going to miss Chaz, like I mentioned. I think Sam, I hope Javante comes back, but if there was ever a season to go ahead and try and take your talents to the next level, I think it's it. the whole bit of Michael Carter, Javante Williams being that one-two punch would be great to see on Sundays. However, I do understand wanting to come back next year and being the man, but that's a different level of pressure. So, what will he do? That'll be an interesting conversation as we gear up for the final couple games here and towards the end of the season. Now, we always want to listen to Mac. We always want to listen from the man himself. What does he have to say about this Miami team? Let's take a listen to how he feels about his heels going into Saturday's matchup. Um, this is not the Miami team we faced last year. Uh, the, the biggest differences I see are Quincy Roche. Uh, who we tried to recruit here. We played this time last year in a bowl game at, uh, against Temple. Uh, and Jalen Phillips, those are two of the best pass rushers in the country. Uh, they, they play the run good, but, man, they can disrupt quarterbacks, and we haven't done very well in, in those situations. 
and the Eric King. You, you go back to their quarterback last year. He had 30 of 38 against us. He had a great game against us last year, but but seemed to have an up and down year. But the fact that uh, Miami could get one of the best quarterbacks in the country to come and and, and a, it seems like a, a great young person that's really been a good leader for them. Uh, that that's just lifted their entire team. And you know, it was another thing that Mac mentioned on his presser, talking about the fact that Miami not only is not the team of old, but Carolina isn't the team of old either, right? I think that it just speaks to how much the program is improving. By last year, they were just simply trying to get a bowl, right? That was just like, let's just check it off the box. A lot of these seniors have never gotten that bowl game experience. And now to be in conversations where you're arguably trying to get to orange bowl status, right? You're trying to get to a prestigious bowl, something that people can really talk about, keep their eyes on. So the growth is there, right? We see the progress, but I do think that a Miami win is necessary to really harp on the fact that we're growing, to really harp on the fact that we're getting the right recruits. I think that that's a critical component of whether or not you're seeing progress from your team because we don't want to be just a stagnant, good ACC program that gets to a bowl because we win seven, right, but doesn't take it to the next level. I think that Clemson, Notre Dame, and Miami have certainly been teams that have elevated the conference for sure, but we want to be in that elevated conversation. I think that oftentimes we can talk to Sam Howell and say, yes, he is our leader. He is the guy that we want to see. It's the future of Carolina football, but can we give that same hype to Jacoby Criswell? Can we give that same hype on defensively to our young guys for next year? We just talk about next year. And I don't want to be the team that's like, well, just wait for the recruits to get in. Just wait for the guys to get older. Like, we want to see performance now. And I think that that is going to be what is critical and important for this Miami matchup. Because it's time to step up. Nut up or shut up. Like, that's where we're at with it, and personally, in my opinion. Like, I think that's where we've come to where I understand this is not Miami team from last year, but we're not Carolina from last year. So what are you going to do to ensure that we can keep the train rolling in the right direction? So there's that. But more importantly, it's not just about who are we. We got to know who are they. And that's something that a lot of times I think when we're gearing up for, you know, another matchup, we talk about what we need to do so bad, what we need to fix, what we need to fix. But who do you even have to go against where you know that this is fixable? Because we've got some people on the other side of that field who are going to play on Sundays who might just make it a long day for both Sam and our defense. So we're going to talk about all of those things here on Locked on Tar Heels. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Coming up on Friday, we'll have Jonathan Duran to talk UNC versus North Carolina Central and what this means for triangle basketball. Jonathan is the radio voice of NCCU Sports Network, and I am so thrilled to have him as we are going to see the whole HBCU versus PWI debate come to rest. We can just play great opponents and that be that. So I can't I look forward to that conversation. Can't wait. I'm super excited. But back to football. Let's do that. Okay. 
you've got to know our opponent. We need to know UNC versus Miami, 3.30 on Saturday. Who are we going up against? Miami currently is a three-point favorite over UNC and has a 67% chance of winning. Manny Diaz, former defensive coordinator from 2016 to 2018, now in his third, second season as head coach for the Hurricanes. I don't know if you guys have ever, or you might not be a sports nerd like me, where you like to go to the opponent's page, but I enjoy looking at, you know, reading, essentially, the... uh, think pieces that they have for Carolina and what people are talking about, whether they're hyping up Sam or Javante and Michael, whether they're talking trash about our defense, all those things. I I just like to read to see what people know are saying about us, right? I went over to Miami's page and wouldn't you know, there is a subheader on their website (laughs) that has D King for Heisman. All right. So they are all in on the air. They are all in on their quarterback. Like not only Mac Brown mentioned that he has been a leader both on and off the field, but he has put up the numbers to be in that Heisman conversation. So Kane's fans are certainly in on this guy. And I think that, you know, statistically he has put up quite the showing for the Hurricanes. Now, when you look at Miami, eight and one on the season, seven and one, in conference play they allow for only 22 points per game we know that sam usually puts up about 40 calls it a night right they currently put up 34 average 34 points per game we know defensively that we have allowed up to 31 points for especially for top 10 opponents so yeah it's gonna be a good day long day for our defense They are quick to get first downs. They are great at rushing and passing. They don't turn over the ball too much, but enough, right? They allow for 24 penalties, but also put up 24 themselves. They have put up over 1,800 yards on the season, and they have averaged 16 touchdowns rushing. Okay, so we all know that whether it be from Eric or the running backs, Mr. Don Chaney Jr. is going to be an interesting sight to see for our Tar Heels if they can wrap some people up this game. I am praying. (laughs) I am praying that is what we really see from our guys. They are great at third down, not third down, fourth down conversions when they have to go for it 76% of the time. They're not so good at third down. So three and outs can be our nice little creep up in there if we want to go ahead and make them nervous. So if it's third and long, that might be where we shine. So things to think about as we're heading into Saturday's matchup. Now, when it comes to total yardage, right? UNC is ahead 534 to Miami's 445. But when it comes to yards allowed, Carolina has 404 while Miami puts up 366. Miami played UVA, NC State, and Virginia Tech very close, right? And I don't think any of those teams have the offensive talent that we do and can certainly give, we can certainly give Miami trouble. What I do find problematic, (laughs) I do believe that all these teams that I mentioned, the UVA, NC States, and Virginia Techs of the world, are better than us defensively. I, I, I get stats, but I'm looking at eye tests here, and I'm just saying Virginia Tech's defense almost took us out of the game when we played them. NC State's defense certainly 
could have played better, but it was they came off a game of just losing their starting quarterback, so emotions were different, right? Had they had time to adjust to the fact that Bailey Hockman was their QB for the long term, might have been a different game, different conversation, right? I think that UVA showed themselves <laughs> defensively that they can stomp all over us if they so choose, and that's what they did. <laughs> so I think that on paper, the teams that Miami has struggled with but seem to have overcome – we are going to have to be the team that doesn't allow that overcoming opportunity. So, yes, Notre Dame was different. Second half, they just turned it on and they shut us down offensively. I don't know that if we allow ourselves to stay in the game competitively offensively, if we can just figure out a way to step up in the same ways we did against Wake Forest, we'll have a shot at winning this game, right? So them three and outs, you didn't hear it from anybody else but me, but just saying those three and outs are going to be our keys to victory, but you'll hear that on Friday if you come back, because I know you will. So who is going to have to have a big game for Miami? I believe these people, based on the information that I've read, are guys who are going to step up big, both offensively and defensively. So let's start off with offense, right? Derek King, we all know he's in the Heisman conversation. He's been putting on, I think for a lot of reasons, he's been saving Miami season he is bailing them out of several opportunities when it looks like they're down and out and he's just come through with some clutch performances I remember watching Miami and NC State and I just feel like that was just the moment where I said okay this mofo can ball right this is the guy that has answered a lot of prayers for Kane's fans now I think from a running back standpoint Don Chaney Jr. has is going to have a great season. We saw against the Blue Devils, he showed an impressive combination of size and speed in the open field. Cheney carried the ball nine times for 62 yards and caught four passes for 81 yards. So during the three losses, Carolina has allowed opponents to rush for an average of 216 yards. So we're not great at that. But running the ball for the Hurricanes will be key and it's time for their freshman backs to certainly step up. Now, a person that's going to hurt us, 100%, without a doubt, is wide receiver Mike Harley. UNC will be playing a couple of true freshmen, and we all saw with Notre Dame, Tony Grimes got picked on a couple times. <laughs> you know, you have to have a short memory being in that secondary, but he certainly got picked on. But having that senior, you know, or upperclassmen advantage is going to be interesting to watch and monitor. And I think that as much as we want to say, oh, give freshmen some you know, grace, got to step up. The same way we want RJ Davis and Caleb Love to go ahead and do the damn thing, Walker Kessler and all that on the basketball court is the same way. I'm going to need some of these guys who are getting uh, looks for our secondary, for our defense, really, for Carolina football to go ahead and step up as well. We're, we're on game, what, 10? Like, it's about that time. <laughs> it's certainly about that time. So he will be an interesting look for the Hurricanes. Now, from a tight end perspective, Brevin Jordan and Will Mallory will also be something to keep your eyes on. North Carolina has struggled with the tight end position. We saw that with Boston College. We saw that with UVA. We saw that, you know, with Wake Forest. Guys are just guys who are bigger tend to kick us in the mouth, right? Punches in the mouth. No. Uh, Notre Dame's tight ends. Whew, I just, you know, I don't, I don't even want to relive that one. But I think the tight end position is something that has certainly hurt us. I think that Chaz Surratt and Jer Jeremiah Gimmel are going to have to have really big games, going to have to wrap people up. I think if, when we go back to spring 101, if tackling ain't it, if that's not the top of the conversation, 
what are we really doing here, Coach Bateman? I just, I would like to know. Because these guys struggle to wrap guys up consistently play after play. So there's that. All right, here we are looking at defense, okay? Jalen Phillips, Quincy Roche, as Mac has talked about 100 times over, those are the two guys that are going to give us nightmares on Saturday. Certainly deservedly so. They've had great years. We remember Quincy Roche, who played for Temple last year, who got Sam on his back a couple times. We were able to be victorious, but still, you know, Carolina's offense is arguably the best in the ACC, but their glaring weakness is pass protection. Can we give Sam enough time? an opportunity to make the big plays, right? And I think against Notre Dame, it was clear and apparent, whew, we exposed ourselves. Like, we were able to get away with it for a good bit <laughs> for some of these games, but we're not going to be able to do that on Saturday. You know, we're going to have to have guys step up in a big way. And I think because of the flaws of the defense, we were able to say, okay, well, defense is just so bad, we're not going to take the time to talk about how the offensive line is always our damn Achilles heel, you know, we've just been able to, oh, yeah, you know, offense did enough because Sam Howell puts up the numbers. But you know, when you have a De'Ami Brown and you have a Daz Newsom, when you have a Javante and Michael, it certainly helps make things a lot easier. But our run game has been stagnant when we play good defenses, when we have the Florida State game where they get swallowed up in the backfield, when we have shoot, when we have the Notre Dame game, just not giving us opportunities to really have those nice bursts, those long runs that we so long for, for our two running backs. So those are going to be things that we have to keep in mind and keep our eyes on as we go through the game, right? So that's all that. I make sure that I give you guys who I feel like is going to give us problems. But more importantly, tomorrow we have to have the conversation about five keys for victory for the heels. I do think that those hurricanes are going to give us trouble. However, I do think I have a plan as to how we're going to be victorious. So you got to come back tomorrow for our five key observations. We drop that every single week. We are on number 10. I just feel like Carolina, this is, this is the game. This is the, I say that, I feel like every game. I said that about Virginia Tech, which I thought that this was a good hump to get over. And we did, we got over the hokey hump. But I do think that the Miami conversation is going to be one where it's going to be make or break. I'm putting all the pressure on the guys. I know they're listening. <laughs> I'm putting all the pressure on these guys to deliver for us on Saturday. So Saturday, 3.30, ABC. I'm excited for it. I hope you are too. Make sure you grab your Coors Light. Start your day with your built bar. Do feel good about yourself. That way you can enjoy that afternoon Coors Light snack period. Okay, cool. So let's talk about some exciting news. As I mentioned, we're having a big guest coming up on Friday, but we're going to give you some more in-depth conversation about the game that has been rescheduled for Carolina on the basketball court. Let's talk about that on Locked on Tar Heels. The wait is almost over. The 2020-2021 NBA basketball season is almost here, and the Locked on NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team division by division from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including us, plus waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get podcasts. 
So per GoHeels.com, the University of North Carolina men's basketball team will play host to North Carolina Central on Saturday, December 12th at 2 p.m. at the Ding Dome. So cool on that, right? December 12th. Where will you be at 2 p.m. gearing up for your Miami game? All right, at 3.30 on ABC. We've got a lot of Carolina action on Saturday. Per GoHeels.com, the game will replace the UNC Elon game, which was originally scheduled for the same date. Elon announced on December 1st it was pausing all in-season activities due to a positive COVID test within his Tier 1 personnel group. UNC will work with Elon to reschedule the game next season. Saturday's game against NC Central will be televised on Regional Sports Network, whose primary carriers include Fox Sports South, Fox Sports Sun, or Fox Sports Florida, Fox Sports Midwest, or all those other ones if you want to watch the game. So due to a time conflict with the UNC Miami football game, the Tar Heel Sports Network will live stream on radio call of the basketball game on GoHeels.com, the GoHeels app, and the TuneIn app. Network stations will re-air the broadcast at 9 p.m. on Saturday. So good for UNC. I know this has been a talk of the town with everyone feeling like we have HBCUs in our backyard and yet we don't play them. And I think that it's past due to have schools on your schedule that can give you talent, who can get, make you a little nervous, but also make your team better, which I think at the end of the day is what you're all trying to do, correct? So not putting HBCUs on your schedules because you're in fear of losing is some childish-ish. Like, it's one of those man-up things. It's one of those things where I think at the end of the day, if you can't, if you talk about your program being elite, show it. If you want to beat anybody on any given day, prove it. And so whoever that opponent is, do all that. And I think, of course, with the whole playing games and giving, I, it, but it works for both. It works for everybody, <laughs> right? I think it makes your guys better. At the end of the day, they're probably all friends. I think all of this hoopla that we put into it is so overrated. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't understand just how close that a lot of these players are to each other. And we're all, they're all just hoopers trying to get to the next level. Like every other athlete who is probably friends with who you assume they would be their rival. You know, it's just making it, making it a bigger deal than it has to be. I think at the end of the day, it's just hooping. It's just all, all in all 60 minutes of play <laughs> or 40 minutes of play. Excuse me. Thinking about football here. 40 minutes of play where we're just trying to see who comes out on top. Of course, I threw for Carolina because I'm a graduate. But hey, all of my friends <laughs> who I love and hold dear went to Central. I have sorority sisters who went to Central. So while I do feel emotionally torn, at the end of the day, I want to cover the team that gave me a degree. So there's that. But I think the whole HBCU, PWI, who should play who, and all that conversation is so <sighs> elementary. <laughs> and that's the nicest way I'm going to put it, right? And I think that we should just get over that. And I look forward to having that conversation with Jonathan just about how much fun it'll be to see Carolina and Central play each other. There ain't going to be no secret game where there's like shame to play an HBCU team. I think it's just put it all out in the open. At the end of the day, if you're going to play with black players, why all of a sudden is it now an issue <laughs> to do it from a prestigious university, right? I think they're both incredibly great programs and I look forward to seeing that matchup. So that's my three cents on that that you didn't ask for, but you got anyway. Cool. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Make sure that you stay smart and safe out here. Always remember to wear your mask. I know we are about to go on a curfew. If you thought about, you know, having a Tar Heel after party from 10 to 5 a.m., don't do it. Roy will get you. All that good stuff. Have a great rest of your day. I look forward. Come back tomorrow. Five key observations. Your favorite part 
of the week. Mine too. All right. As always, go Heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.